Well, hey, let's go to the Truett Insurance and Bonding Hotline and yeah. talk to Suzanne. Oh, is she here? Is she Suzanne, here? Hello. Suzanne, you with us? I'm with you. Good morning, everyone. Good morning to you. Good grief. I'm so thankful that you uh, that you would join us. I, uh, I was explaining about uh, when I first met you, all the things that you packed into just that morning before lunch, and it included finding D.B. Cooper and yeah. Amelia Earhart and, uh, and even Jimmy Hoffa. I mean, yeah. the things that you're able to pull <laughs> off are amazing. And rumor has it you may have invented oxygen. Suzanne. Yeah, let's, let's tell everybody this is... Uh, Suzanne Moore yeah. got just a great resume. You're yeah. the CEO or the Chief Operating Officer at NAFCARE, which uh, we're going to get to talk to you about yeah. what y'all do. Fantastic. You're company. on the board at Culture City, which yes. is another great organization Absolutely. doing good stuff. I was uh, John Lydas sent me something saying y'all are running in the, is it the New York? The New York Marathon. New York Marathon yeah. next weekend. Uh, you yes. got all kinds of stuff happening, man. Slow down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. You know what? I can't complain. It's it, Every day is exciting. Oh, for heaven's sakes. And by the way, an author of two books. Yeah, uh, yeah spare time. The most recent one called Blow Your Nose, which goes towards a, a, absolutely, uh, it, it's really a discussion or a celebration or, or uh, an investigation into the type A personality. Is that right, Suzanne? It is. You know, I think what I've learned over the years, I am a productivity junkie, and the <laughs> owner of our company that I work for tells me that all the time. And it's, it's a good thing and can be a bad thing, yeah, right? It's yeah, something sure. that, that you have to measure a little bit. And so um, over the years, I realized that as fun as it was to be on the adrenaline seesaw of, you know, the, the dopamine addiction from one project to another and sure. being really, really busy – it's great, but at some point you do have to figure out how to fill your emotional cup as well and be able yeah. to fill the emotional cup of others. And so, yeah, the book is really um, the book of all the things I learned and the mistakes I made. And I, I think I'll be working on this journey forever of trying to figure that piece out. <laughs> well, I tell you, I looked at absolutely. I know you're going to do a great job of that, but I looked into the book and, and recognized you know you had some mind-opening quizzes as it talked about some stories, some, as you called it, intriguing exercises, but I thought this was pretty cool. You know, it sort of indicated that the reader may just be able to level up their emotional quotient from egocentric to empathy centric. And I love even the very concept of, of an emotional quotient and, you know, d- diving into something like that. Sure. You know, I think high achievers, we are so trained to to produce, right? And to produce, you really do have to be at times very egocentric because you've got to block everything out. You've got to block out the naysayers. You've got to really focus on the mission. Sure. And sometimes you can get into the habit of kind of bulldozing your way through in order to achieve the mission. And there's a time and a place for that. But you know, we used to talk when I worked in the hospital years ago, we used to talk about all the surgeons, you know, 20 years ago who had terrible bedside manner. <laughs> right, and I right. think we've all evolved so much as a culture to realize, wow, it's still really important. If, even if you're an extremely high achiever, you've also, you know, it's really so important to develop that other side as well and to be able to have empathy um, and just not be so totally. <laughs> no, that's yeah. a good point. I mean, it's an absolutely good point. Yeah. To, to, to get away from goal driven and, and realize there's a, there's a bright world out there with a lot of people, right? Yeah. Hey, Suzanne, how did you get into just the writing the book? Like if somebody wants to write a book out there, how do you go about that? Yeah. Well, you know, the first book I wrote, I took a really long break between writing books. So the, <laughs> the first book I wrote was probably almost 20 years ago, and it was actually a legal publisher who reached out to me and just thought it was really interesting that I was a nurse and a lawyer. And at the time, I was in-house counsel for the School of Medicine in Texas, one of them. 
And, and he reached out and, and asked me to write a book. And so that was really nice because I had the publishing company behind me and they really guided me through every step of the way. And, you know, I really didn't think about writing a book again for many, many years until I went through this journey of, of really, you know, realizing I felt like I was achieving a lot. At work was great. Career was great. All these different things were going on. But I was starting to feel really disconnected mm. in relationships and, um, you know, in other certain areas of my life. And I really, for, you know, about three and a half years, I just started journaling and reading and writing what I was learning as I was going along. And so I really never, I wasn't setting out to write a book. I was capturing everything I was learning as I was going along and thinking about, you know, how could I have done things differently with my children when they were younger? How could I have done things differently in relationships that I've had? What would the outcome have been? And, and, and has it always been the best that I've been super hyper independent and <laughs> goal oriented? And would, would the outcomes have been even better had I been a little more empathy centric and interdependent? And could I've maybe even achieved more? And so it was really just a lot of self reflection and, Kind of finally one day I went, gosh, this is a lot of data. I think I can put this into a yeah, book right, and maybe right. help some other people with yeah. it. Well, which well, which is by itself empathy th- uh, centric, right? I mean, to go out there and, and, and help other people, you know, in the same situation yeah. who are type A. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, it sounds yeah. like uh, with your schedule, like my schedule, I spend time. Uh, you know, watching one day at a time reruns <laughs> or something like that. So I'm not same same. Don't do that. It's not same same. No. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I I always joke, I'm not a very good spectator, uh, and this drives my family and friends crazy. So if I go and watch a sporting event, I get fidgety, and I want to be out on the field playing the game. Like, why can't I play that sport? You know, so if I read a book, I'm thinking, why can't I write that book? (laughs) It's it's really a personality flaw, I'm convinced. Well, and by the way, I mean, you know, when you're doing your type A, I mean, it has a lot to do with uh, NAPCARE. It has a lot to do with Culture City, and we certainly want to talk about those things. You know, NAPCARE, I think, is one of those true gems, true treasures for this area, really this whole entire state, I'd say the, the entire region. But a lot of people out there don't know what NAPCARE is. What, what, what is it? It was really interesting reading yeah. about this. Yeah. yeah, Tell us a little bit about the company. Yeah, NAPCARE is an amazing company. You know, and I've been so fortunate to work with really such a visionary owner. I just think the world of Jim McLean and, and our CEO, Brad McLean, I, I always tell them, look, I will I will work for you all as long as you let me be here because I just think so highly of them and their their integrity and the way they've built and run this company. But it really is a great story. You know, Jim McLean started the company back in 1989. He's a pharmacist and he has always retained 100% ownership of it and grown it very organically, very ethically, and just really built, you know, an amazing organization. So we provide healthcare to correctional facilities all across the nation. And there's different divisions in the companies. Um, one division provides um, third-party administrative services to Federal Bureau of Prisons. And then the division that I'm over is comprehensive healthcare to state and county correctional facilities. And it, it truly has been, I've been there almost 11 years now, and it's been such an amazing journey because we've grown so much in those 11 years. And I feel like really done it in a sustainable, you know, high integrity way, which is really great to work with. You're listening to Truett News Radio, and we are on the air right now with Suzanne Moore. And it's hard to even give her a title. She's the COO of NAPCARE. She's the CLO of Culture City, an ultra marathoner and author of two books. By the way, what, what is CLO with respect to Culture City? And let's certainly dive into what that organization yeah, what does. Provide. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I'm on the board for Culture City. I've been on the board with them in a completely voluntary capacity for several years now. At some point, they gave me the title of Chief Legal Officer, and, and you know, the, the good thing is um, everyone loves Culture City, so that doesn't really entail much work on my part. Right, <laughs> right, for really, sure. There's not really a lot to do on the legal side, but I do volunteer services to them anytime, you know, there's anything they need with regard to that. And, yeah, Culture City is another, you know, to me – it's one thing to succeed in the corporate world, whether that's profit or nonprofit companies, but it's something else to create legacy and to really, you know, um, have high levels of integrity. And that's something that I appreciate so much with Culture City and NAFCARE. And um, Culture City has grown incredibly as well just over the last six, seven years. So they serve the neurodivergent community. And you know, I, most people don't realize that about one in six individuals suffer from an, is an indivisible disability, yeah. autism, PTSD, dementia, you know, the kind of conditions that really pose challenges if you're in a sensory environment, you know, that's very stimulating, like a concert or an NBA basketball game sure, or sure. Um, anything like that. Yeah, and so they provide training and um, they help venues build out spaces so that everyone can be included so that families with neurodivergent individuals can come to all these events and have that space if they need to go decompress. Isn't that a, a, I mean, a fairly new organization that isn't, you know, something that's gone back 50 years? Isn't that uh, maybe in the last 10 or 15 years or do I have that wrong or how did that get started? You're absolutely right. Yeah. I I want to say less than eight years, I got involved towards the end of 2016, and they were still pretty new at that point. Um, Julian Maha and Michelle Kong are both physicians, and they founded Culture City um, because their son Abram um, was on the spectrum, and they really you know, felt isolated at times and wanted to build a community <clears throat> for their son and for others who were experiencing the same thing. And really, it's it, 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 it isn't it informing some of these facilities, uh, some of these areas uh, to provide, like you say, a space so that when they come with that individual, with their son, with their daughter, whoever the or, or again somebody suffering from PTSD or even stroke, uh, that that there's an opportunity for them to uh, get away from that stimulant environment, uh, go into this kind of quiet space, or even aren't there some bags out there that help uh, yeah. the individual even when, when they're within the stimulant? Yes, exactly. So there, Culture City has an app now that's a great resource for anyone. So you can go in and download the Culture City app and see all of the venues, even here in Birmingham locally, who have been trained and who are certified for these services. And so if you select one of those venues and you go into that establishment, you know that you're able to um, receive a sensory bag if you need one. It has um, fidget toys. It has a variety. It has headphones, you know, a variety of different devices to help that individual. And then um, a lot of the venues as well have that sensory space built out where you can go in and decompress if, you know, if that concert or show is, is becoming a little overwhelming. I know that you're able to kind of cross promote things. And what I mean by that is, again, I understand you're about to go to the New York uh, City Marathon, but but that will have a link to Culture City, won't it? I mean, maybe you run with the team or, or, or have their uh, their gear on as you're running through that race. That's exactly right. So we do have a team. It's called KC Fit. You can find that on the culturecity.org website. And KC Fit's really neat. It started years ago. Michelle and Tiki Barber started that together, and we all started running marathons, and it's, that's really grown as well. And so we have 
a pretty large group, I think 15 or 20 folks who are running the New York City Marathon, um, which will be a lot of fun. And what's even more fun for everyone locally, on November 11th, Casey Fit is having a 5K race in Homewood. Um, So Saturday, November 11th at 8 a.m., a 9 a.m. fun one mile run for anyone who's interested in that. <laughs> we might be able to do um, one mile. Yeah. <laughs> and even a virtual 5K. Um, so that's the first of its kind for Culture City. And I, I hear that some of the Birmingham Legion soccer players are oh, going to be out yeah. there as well. So I like pretty that. Pretty cool. Yeah, we can yeah. come down. The, we can come down the hill and go get our, ra- our racing shoes on. There, Absolutely. Tony. That's, yeah, that's coming well, up. Hey, Suzanne, we oh. got to run. But uh, anything that you would like to get out there before we let you go? You know what? I would just love to see everybody at the 5K race on November 11th. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And where where, where is everybody going to meet up? Is it kind of near the, the Track Shack area? Yeah, it's going to be in front of tra- Track Shack, and people can go sign up at runsignup.com. Just just put in KC Fit 5K, and it'll pull right up. It's yeah. uh, What's the website for Culture City? Is it, do you know that offhand? Yeah. CultureCity.org, and it's spelled with a K. Okay, fantastic. Yep, yep, well, hey, absolutely. thanks so much for being part of the show. Yeah, for sure. Thank yeah, you, Suzanne. Both. Great to see you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's Suzanne Moore, literally just a Renaissance woman, the COO right. of NAPCARE.